Hi everyone, I'm Grace. And I'm Sydney. And today we're coming to you from the bedroom with Emma Sandler. Hi. Emma is my roommate and one of my best friends and she has been in multiple, I would say, long-term relationships. She's currently in one right now. They've been dating for a year and a half, right? Yeah, a little over a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we just kind of wanted to talk to you about, like, the entirety of, like, the dynamic of a long-term relationship and how that coincides with mental health. Um, and Grace did some research. I did. So, according to a study by Sarah Witten, individuals in committed relationships experienced fewer mental health problems for women, but not for men. And they were also associated with less problematic alcohol use for both genders. So, this finding pretty much suggests that involvement in committed relationships may be protective to mental health. So, you've been in a relationship for about a year and a half. About a year and a half, yeah. A little over, something like that. So, tell us the story. How did you start dating? Um, actually, it was because of me and Grayson. Oh, really? Yeah, so we were at, like, a frat party, like, sophomore year, mm -hmm. and I, it was, like, the first night I was hanging out with Sydney. And I was bad. And yeah, she was I down was, bad. I but was down really We bad. got there, and her and Griffin's best friend, Grayson, like, mm -hmm. went right up to each other, and, they, and uh, Sydney and Grayson were talking, chatting it up, and then... They just disappeared and left me and Griffin there alone. And I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> and then we ended up talking, and then Cindy got really trashed. Yeah. It was really, really, it was really, really bad. bad. So I ended up taking care of her. And then he basically, like, I would take care of her for 10 minutes. And my friend would switch out with me. And he'd take care of her for a little bit. And when I wasn't taking care of Cindy, I would spend those 10 minutes. And he'd sit in the living room and just wait for me to come out. And we'd just we'd talk. And then I'd go back in. He'd wait there for me. And we'd come back in. We'd talk. And then, <laughs> this is a little funny. At the end of the night, like, I was getting ready to take her home. She'd go home really bad. Yeah, I did. And he was like, well, I can uh, come back with you and take care of her with you. And I was like, no. no. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. I was like, I, so I was like, how about I give you my number and you can text me in the morning mm -hmm. and see if you still feel that way. And I kissed him and I left. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he was hooked. He was in it. it. He was. He was hooked. But yeah. you weren't as much. No, I wasn't at all, actually, at first. I thought it was really nice, um, but I had just kind of gotten out of, like, talking to somebody. I, well, we weren't dating, per se. We were, like, hooking up, and I wasn't really, concerned, like, sure about how, how I felt about him or how he felt about me, and I, I'm a very direct person. Mm -hmm. Like, if I, like, am unsure about something, I'll ask or I'll yeah. say it. And I'm, I just was like, I need a direct answer. Like, if you just want to hook up, if you want to date, like... That's fine. Either's fine. I just need to know what headspace to be. <laughs> you know, I gotta, I had to have a path. Like, and what to would, prepare yourself what for. Prepare, like, I was like, either's good with me. I just gotta kind of know, so I can, mm -hmm. like, act accordingly, <laughs> you know? And he never would give me a full answer, and I just kind of got to a point. Very wishy-washy. Very wishy-washy, and I was so frustrated and upset, and it was, like, causing a lot of panic and stress mm -hmm. and anxiety, and I, like, get very frazzled when, like, situations aren't orderly, and I was just like, oh, or very uncertain. So I, it was just ended up calling quits and like that night we all decided to go out and I met Griffin. <laughs> and oh I was my like, God. I was like, hmm. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. And he really wanted to date and I was like, I don't know, I think I needed a, like a break. So, but I, I thought he was really cool. We went on a date. It was the worst first date I've ever been on. Oh my God, really? Ever. It was bad. It was really bad. We like. It was sweet. It was it was too much. We went to dinner. Um, at a restaurant, and I, it was Mexican night, 
Sorry, no one kill me. I hate Mexican food. <laughs> so we the start off great. And then after that, we went to Crystal Bridges, and I had a fractured foot at the time. Yeah, she's she in a boot. Was oh, my boot. God. And I didn't want my boot on the date, because I was like, didn't want to, like, be Ruin the vibe. And <laughs> so we, like, walked around the art museum, and then we did, like... Her swelling by the minute. And it was freezing. It was, like, February. Mm-hmm. And we were... After the art exhibit, we went outside to do the lights, mm-hmm. like, the outside light thing, and we're walking around. I'm wearing a thin leather jacket. And my foot's swelling, and we're walking like three miles. And I'm shaking. He's like, we're both pretty quiet because we're like, who is this person? Yeah. And then we went to a movie. <gasps> so it's a long ass movie. And then we got ice it's cream. And then we got ice cream, and then we went back to Sydney's apartment and we hung out with Sydney. That was the best part of the day because we like got to relax. And there was like, yeah. a buffer, and we could like actually talk and get to know each other. But that's that's an event. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wanted to give up on him after that, but he was stubborn. And I said you should. And you said I shouldn't. Grace and said I shouldn't. And, they, and I was like, okay. And we casually kept hanging out more and more. And I and he really wanted to, like, be my boyfriend. And I was like, I need a man. <laughs> so I gave him, like, four months. I was like, we can't, I'm not talking to anyone else. Mm-hmm. But, like, I can't, this is unofficial. Cannot fully commit. I can't fully commit yet. So we, like, dated for four months before I was like, no, eh, you're my boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> like, stuff like that. Well, that's so cute, though. Yeah, I it think. Was, and I think it's healthy. I think that's it's very healthy. healthy. It's actually probably the most healthy way I've ever entered into a relationship. Like, not yeah. that healthy. Uh, they, not no. to say the others weren't healthy, but, like, the most, like, responsible way. Yeah. Or, like, what thought-out way. Usually I'm just like, oh, he's cute, he's a fun time, we're dating. You're mm-hmm. my boyfriend now. And now I, like, it was, like, an adult beginning of a relationship. We actually date, like, dated first. He, like, courted you. Courted me, yeah. We, yes. Like, we had a lot of, it was, like, the beginning of quarantine. And okay. he's from here, so he, um, and I was stuck here, basically, and mm-hmm. everyone else left, and I had stayed because I was doing some classes, and so it was, like, just us two. I was forcibly removed. You were forcibly removed. <laughs> it was just us two for those, basically, four, four months, months. Those first four months. And he basically, like, stayed at my apartment all the time. And he didn't stay the night because he still, he was living at home. But, and his parents were like, <laughs> but, um, we, I, we would, like, cook dinner and watch, we did, like, movie marathons, like Marvel and Star Wars and mm-hmm. Indiana Jones and Harry Potter. Like, we watched, like, every movie on the planet. And I was like, we moved my mattress from my room into the living room. We just lay there all day. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so cute. It's actually really fun. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. They're very cute. So it sounds like your mental health was pretty decent around quarantine. It actually, it was. It was actually worse before and after quarantine. If that makes sense. Okay. I think I personally thrive off being alone, if that okay. makes sense, or a lot of, like, alone time, and I know a lot of people aren't that way, I actually found myself, and I also had school, so I was, mm-hmm. I had things to do, and there's a lot of stuff to do in Fayetteville that's, like, outdoors and stuff. As long as you're not idle, I feel like you're doing good. Yeah, as long as I'm not idle, as long as I always have stuff, like, to do, and I kind of, like, kind of force myself to do things a lot, to, I, I don't like being idle, I get in kind of this weird funk, so there was always something to do during that time. Which was really great. I was very fortunate. I love, like, being at home alone and doing things on my own. But I was actually, it was much worse before and after. But quarantine wasn't terrible. How do you think that, like, that mental state, I guess, before quarantine, because technically you and Griffin kind of met just right before, and that whole situation with that other guy, mm-hmm. like, kind of played into that not great mental state. Mm-hmm. So how do you think that affected the way that that relationship began? Yeah. Well, I think because it had ended so, like, weirdly between me and the other guy, it, it, that was probably my biggest, like, kind of trepidation, the right word? Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. 
of going into a new relationship so soon because I have made that mistake more times than I care to admit in the past. Like, I'll date a guy and then it won't end up working out and then I'll meet someone, like, really soon after and I'll be really excited about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is the one that's going to work. I'll immediately jump into it and then it, the same thing will happen. It just won't, it, like, either I'll get bored or I realize, I ended up not liking him as much as I thought I did and I end up hurting people or I end up getting hurt. And I think this, it happens so many times at this point, I was like, I'm putting my foot down. And it didn't happen with that last guy I talked to. Yeah. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't that kind of situation. It was more of just, like, confusion, and I didn't know what I wanted. Like, I don't even, like, to this day, I really don't think I actually wanted to date him. I think I was just really lonely yes. during that time period yeah. in life, and I was, and he was my neighbor in my apartment mm-hmm. complex, and he, I So it's just easy. It's easy. We hung out all the time. Our, his roommates were best friends of my roommates. Okay. So we were, he was constantly there. I think he, and he's a really nice guy. Like, he's a great no, he's guy. he's a great guy. He's yeah. a great mm-hmm. guy. But, like, it just, I think it was more of just, like, convenience. Mm-hmm. And needing to, like, have someone there. Because I'm definitely a relationship person. I, I do find myself in relationships a lot. I'm, but it's not to say when I am single, I really enjoy being single. Yeah. But I do always kind of find myself in relationships. So I think, because that situation with him was something, the end of it was something I hadn't experienced before. I was like, okay, the next time I, like, feel like I want to commit to something, I'm going to put my foot down and stop myself. And be like, really wait it out and make sure. And I, me and Griffin had a talk like a couple weeks into like after we first met and I was like listen I know like you are super sweet and I can tell you're into me yeah <laughs> but I'm gonna freak out and leave if you don't stop mm-hmm. basically I was like just take it slow you with me pumping the, the gas a little too I, hard. Yeah, I had to pump the gas I was I wasn't the brakes. Pump, yeah yeah pump the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> I we had like a like a talk about it and he was super understanding he was like yeah like whatever you need from me like I'm I'm willing to do and I was like Wow, King, this is this you're is like, oh my god! Wow, you had way more understanding than I thought. I thought I was gonna be like, you get out of there. But yeah. I, don't yeah, I don't know. I think it's so interesting because, like, we've gotten so close in the span of a year and a half, basically. Yeah. Um. Oh wow. So what have you seen, like, from whenever you first met Emma to kind of now, like, mental health wise? It's always interesting from, like, the friend's point of view. Like, the best friends. Um, that's a good question. I'd say that... I think the biggest noticeable shift would... And not... This is not in a bad way at all, but I think your priorities just changed. Mm -hmm. And not in, like, a... You threw everything to the wind and you're like... I'm leaving all this behind, screw it. <laughs> but I think that you kind of, you metamorphosized, <laughs> big word, um, from having relationships that weren't fulfilling into putting yourself into a situation where that is what you want and that's what you were going to get. And I think... Yeah, that, I knew what I was getting. I think that. that translated, though, into a lot of different areas of your life because you then changed your major, you went after what you wanted to do, you started doing more of what you like to do. Got a job. You got a job. You, um... Started got... bossing people around. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> I always did that. That's not new. <laughs> but that, that, I think, like, in the best way, I think, if anything, I just think you were already very mature beforehand, mm-hmm. but I think you just became even more mature. I think it definitely felt like, especially, like, now, looking back on it, I mean, we haven't been dating that long. It's only been a year and a 
half, but looking back on it, it does feel For some like, people, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't you know. <laughs> but um, I think looking back on it, it definitely felt like a shift into, like, a different phase of life. Okay. Yeah, because I've dated many people, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, I love this person. I could definitely see myself, like, being with them for a long time or, mm-hmm. like, having a future with them. But, like, with him, it's actually something that, like, seems very real and very soon and very, like... Like, oh, we could get like, married. Reality. Like, yeah. like, yeah. Like, I was like, this could, like, happen. And I just kind of, it was a weird, like, mind shift. I think it still is for me a lot of the time. I, like, had a freak out the other day about, like, life. I'm like, I want to go to Chicago. Or do I stay here? What do I do with my life? I don't know. And it was also, like, which I think where is does he normal. fit into that? Exactly. Because I really value him. I don't want to make decisions on my life based off him, but I don't want to leave him behind at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's, that has been super stressful for me. But I do... This relationship with him is so different than others because it does feel like, oh, I'm not a kid anymore. Like, I'm not a teenager. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm, we're young adults, and this is like adult issues. These are real world talks and discussions and conversations, blah, blah, blah. That, like, are very scary. And so that's been an interesting hurdle that we're still working on. We've been working on for a while, and it's work in progress. This <laughs> is complicated. Yeah. I think what's the scariest part of dating when you're a junior or a senior in college as opposed to freshman or sophomore, because it's like we're 21, 22, 23 years old. For some people, they get married 24, 25. Yeah, some people get married at 18. 18. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but you know what uh, yeah, I mean. It's crazy. You know what I mean. Like, I, mean, I feel like. On them, but yeah, it's terrifying. It's it's weird when you see some of your friends on like your social media in high school that are married. I know a girl that has two kids. Mm-hmm. She's our age, and that, I'm just like, how. Like, recently it's more like, okay, like, I have come to the realization that, like, and I've kind of started to accept that people start doing that now, mm-hmm. but it's still weird. Like, I still feel like I'm 16 sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So it's, like, I think it's for terrifying. Me, I have to really remind myself that everyone has such a completely, drastically different timeline, and there's no reason to, I guess, compare where... I'm at versus where you're at or where you're at. Yeah. And I think that goes for everyone in my life. And that's something that I personally really struggled with last year in the fall. Um, it kind of made me spiral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, bit. yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I had a full throttle breakdown on our driveway just crying. I was on the phone with my dad and I was like, no one's gonna love me, I'm alone. But that's also coming from me. I've been single for three and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Which is a little wild. Only because I dated a couple people in high school, and that, I mean, it was high school, so it doesn't really count. That counts. The, I mean, it counts. Really I, my longest relationship was 10 months, so, and it carried a little bit into the first semester of college, but then we broke up. And,. I don't know. I think for me, it's it's an interesting from from a perspective point of view. I think it's really interesting to just be able to watch and learn uh, about what I want, mm-hmm. like healthy ways to handle things, when something needs to be said, and like you're such a great example of that. And then like, no, I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm being serious. Um, I love you. Um, but I, something else that really like stuck with me, I think, was I don't know if I read it or I heard it. I don't know where it was, 
Um, I've been really into watching those, uh, there's these TikToks, haha, but it's this guy who asks strangers about the first person they ever loved. Oh, I saw this And they're some of my favorite things ever. Um, and I think someone said something about how love when you're young is kind of like lightning and it happens really fast and you're really interested in someone and you want to go so like you want to go fast like it's really passionate it's mm -hmm. really intense and but that's not really love and like real love is like a slow burn mm -hmm. like a really really good book <laughs> if y'all need recommendations we've got plenty um, <laughs> we do but yeah so I don't know, I just am so thankful that I've been able to have that kind of perspective because of you and because of other people in my life. And also seeing what my parents went through and seeing like what I would want later in life. And I don't know, I think that was just such an important mental shift for me because like I mentioned previously, I think I was in such a bad place last year where I was constantly questioning my worth and my value and those are kind of two in the same, but just who I was and what I wanted and how I wanted the rest of my experience to go. And I think that the rest of my experience, haha, life. Um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I guess the my mental state so significantly determined what I was doing. And actually, that guy that I was talking about, mm -hmm. I like, really liked, that's part of the reason why that didn't end up working out was because I was so caught up in my own mental stuff and he was incredible. And I mean, he had his own stuff going on, so I can't obviously speak for him, but I was just convinced that like, how could he want anything more for me other than just what this is yeah and he even asked me about it and I just was like oh you know it's casual not trying to open myself up or be vulnerable and it really came back to bite me in the ass because I really like him yeah but because I was not and granted I'm glad that that's the case because if I had tried to enter into a relationship at that point, it would have been chaos. <laughs> Not that my life isn't normally chaos, but I don't know. I think me being able to look back and reflect on my mental health and how it affected me in different areas of life, not just within the past year, has been crucial to me understanding what I need and like finding value within myself, even though like, and not putting that value on other people. And I'm still working on it, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I guess. What do you What do you think, Grace? Do you think your mental health has kind of veered you down a certain path in college within relationships? Yeah. So my only real relationship was in high school, and it lasted three and a half years. Which it was is a long time. Yeah. Very yeah. Long. Like thought we were gonna get married after college. Thought we were gonna stay together through college, but it was a lot. And so he moved to Colorado and I kind of lost him after that. Like he just, 
turn into kind of a different person, wasn't really talking to me as much, wasn't really talking to me ever, didn't really put in the effort anymore. Mm-hmm. And he and I still text every day. Like, we're, we're really good friends. Yeah. I feel like you date somebody for three years. It's kind of hard to not yeah. be still really close. But it really made me realize I did a lot of reflecting after that relationship. Yeah. I was like, because I was very unhappy. I He was very unhappy towards the end of it. And it made me realize that I was putting all of my happiness into him. Mm-hmm. So he's unhappy. Of course I'm going to be so depressed. Yeah. Like, because when you You're expect... to fill someone else's cup. Yeah, without yeah. anything in my own. Mm-hmm. And so it made me realize coming to college that I really wanted somebody who could put in that effort, who could treat me as someone who's like, I don't know decent (laughs) as opposed to my other relationship yeah but it made me realize like I have to put myself first I put my mental health first because this is important without it I'm super sad and I don't want to get like that again I don't want to yeah I don't want to put all my all my energy into somebody else without focusing on myself yeah for sure and so I think that that self-care aspect of my last relationship it made the breakup necessary yeah. Because it made it, like... Battle to your own survival. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. made me realize how happy I can be with myself. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, in my instance, it was kind of the opposite of the studies that I read. You know, they say, like, the women are happier, but I was just not. And now I feel like I'm doing great. Sometimes I do have a spiral, like you said. And oh, realize no. I'm gonna be, I'm going to be alone forever. But, you know, it's fine. I think it's so natural to, especially with the looming pressure of being in the last half of college and seeing everything that goes on with your friends, your peers, anyone that you follow on social media, you're Mm -hmm. constantly flooded with things that are not happening to you. Yeah. And it's just this huge, I think, comparison of... It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, of, like, why isn't this happening for me? And there is such a looming pressure. And even, I mean, I've talked with my dad and my mom about this. And, you know, unfortunately, like, their marriage didn't work out. But one of the reasons that that didn't work is because they got married right out of college. And, you know, I think that my dad had expectations that were set for him. And not in a bad way. My grandparents are incredibly loving, but um, I think he he felt like that's what he needed to do versus what he wanted to do. And I do think he loved my mom at some point. Mm-hmm. But they should not have gotten married. Um, <laughs> and it, I think that translates into my life with waiting, I guess. Not to say that I do. <laughs> but but actually getting into a really full throttle committed relationship especially at this point in my life where I know most of the people I know are going to move away I know that everyone is going to go get a job and do their own thing and that's awesome, that's great I applaud everyone but that's something so serious that I don't know if I would want the impending pressure of we're going to have to figure out our own individual lives starting out as brand new adults Mm -hmm. as one versus separately. And I think if you're able to kind of make that separation, which I think you and Griffin do a really great job of, 
<laughs> but you do. But you have honest conversations about yeah, it. Yeah. It's probably, honestly, it's one of the most stressful things yeah. I've had to do. Oh, yeah, I bet. It's, it's, it's hard because you, it's hard to figure out where to draw the line of, am I pulling too much toward him or am I pulling too much toward myself? And there's no such thing as pulling too much toward yourself. But I do, like, as of right now, I do want to do things, like, I want to be a team with him. And I, but I, but again, I don't want to put all my eggs in that basket because if mm. one day, like, oh, let's say... Griffin gets a job in Denver, and, I, and I'm like, oh, I want to go to Denver, I'll go with you, and we'll get a job there. Or I get a job in Chicago, and he's like, I'll go wherever you want to go, as long as, like, I get to stay there, because he's there, and get a job wherever. And we go there, and it ends up not working out, and we're both stuck in Chicago in our apartment. Yeah. And I, like, it's hard to find, but, like, that's kind of a risk in life that, like, mm-hmm. I feel like almost everyone takes at some point. It's like the risk in marriage. The yeah. risk in marriage. It's really stressful, because you're starting to have these conversations with your significant other that you never have had to have before and it's these very serious life questions and as like I don't feel ready to have these conversations and he doesn't feel like he's ready to have we all we feel like we're still too young to have these conversations but this is when we need to start having those conversations like this is that we, we have to yeah because it's it's ever looming graduation yeah. and mm-hmm. life is gonna start and we we don't have to plan everything out by the minute, but we need, like, a... The train's coming. A solid <laughs> yeah. plan. And then you're looking at this person, and you're like, all right, can I imagine being with you every single day till I die, basically? <laughs> like, is that something that I can imagine? Like, all the things that annoy me sometimes about, it, like, the little things that annoy everyone. Everyone has some little thing they get annoyed. Like, yeah. am I going to be able to, like, live without the rest of my life, or is that going to build up, and I'm going to burst? I think <laughs> like weird stuff like that. I hate that I keep referencing TikTok. I just <laughs> went in a hole. Okay, guys, I went in a hole. But well, I have two things. One is Tinks. I don't know if anyone knows who Tinks is, but she's hilarious. Everyone wanted her to go on a date with Diplo. That's so besides the point. <laughs> anyway, she has this theory, and it's called the fatal flaw theory, mm-hmm. with her friends, and it's that everyone has a quote unquote fatal flaw, and if you're able to accept that and live with it, then y'all will be friends and it'll be fine. But if you can't, you just gotta drop them and go. Mm-hmm. And, well, like, I have probably multiple fatal flaws, <laughs> but I just think that would translate so much into relationships just because, you know, no one's perfect. Everyone's gonna have you their have quirks. The things that annoy you. Yeah. You, know, you have to even love those stupid things. Mm-hmm. Like It's like, oh, that really, really pisses me off, but I love you. Yeah. <laughs> this is like one of the <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> one of the this is one of the things we end up talking about a lot. Like, we don't fight very often, but we do have, like, serious conversations, every, like, every now and again. Like, we, we've never, like, fought with each other, I don't think. We, we do have, we do sit down and we have very serious conversations because I'm the kind of person who... The minute I think it, it's out of my mouth. So when, yeah. if I feel a certain way, I'm going to say it because I don't want to feel that way. And so I'm going to try to resolve it as quickly as possible because I'm, I feel like I can be very type A. Like, I want to, like, get over it move on so we can go to the next thing. And I I'm... Wouldn't, I wouldn't even say that's type A. I would just say it's productive. Productive. <laughs> I like to have a very, like, deal with it and move on attitude to, like, toward everything in my life. And, like, and, like, even bad things, I'm like this is horrible, so I'll, like, deal with it as quickly as possible, but, like, in it, like... You have to let yourself feel the bad emotions, though. Yes, I'll let myself, like, well, I try, yes, I try to do it, and it's, I'll let myself feel it, but I won't, I, I'm, I think I'm really good at, like, not dwelling Mm -hmm. on sad things, and, like, making me, like, you do this a 
lot. You dwell. I dwell. Oh, I dwell. <laughs> I wallow. You my, wallow. You're my, a wallower. There's this thing. Anne of Green Gables is an incredible book, and it's also 50th edition. Um, Anne of Green Gables movies <laughs> are phenomenal. Um, I'm really into period pieces. Moving on. <laughs> She's so dramatic. She has the biggest dramatic flair, and I've always had such a dramatic flair that my mom thinks it's so comical, and she always says, you should have been in theater. She actually says theater. Like, theater. Theater. That's how I say theater. Theater. Whatever. There's this quote, and Anne's, I don't know, she's in her bed, and she goes, I'm in the pit of despair. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) That's me. Um, I do that. And I just need to be in the pit. I need to marinate for a second. And then I'll be fine. Yeah. But I do, I I like to sit with it versus where you like to address it. I think I I like to sit with it because for me, I'm a very reactionary person. Mm -hmm. And I know that. And especially if I'm angry or upset, I can pop off. For no reason. It could be just because I'm in a bad mood or, you know, like, I just don't ever want to say anything that I don't mean. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I'll just remove myself from the situation. That's like if I'm angry, but if I'm sad, oh yeah, pit of despair, baby. And then, I'm, <laughs> and then I'm, and then I move on and I'm like, okay, this is what it is. But I definitely, I like a little bit of a, a, well a marinade. I think I'm, time. I'm definitely... A very like no nonsense person. Like I don't like the fluff. I don't like the. That's how I am. Like walking around. I don't like mm-hmm. shortcut. I don't like walking around the edges. Like I tell Sydney and Eleanor, room, my other other roommate, like all the time. I was like, if you have an issue with me, you need to tell me to my face because I'm not gonna know. Yeah. It's gonna go right over my head. Like I'm not gonna pick up on little like signs that you might mm-hmm. be annoyed. You need to tell me, and I won't be offended by that. I'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. Yeah. I was doing that. Even. Exactly. We'll like, see. and I'll work on my best. And that's to very that. important in roommate yeah. relationships and relationships too. relationships. No, I yeah. like. Agree. And I think for me, what I've noticed that, and I don't know if this is just because of it's who I am, but if something irks me, it just irks me. It, it's yeah. not like it's some huge deal. If it's pressing enough that I'm thinking about it a lot, and then I <laughs> wallow, <laughs> then I will say something, only because I, and this is a personal issue, but I think for me sometimes... In the moment, I don't necessarily feel like how I'm feeling is valid, so I make sure that how I'm feeling is quote-unquote valid, so that then I can address it appropriately versus just being like, and this is this is just for me, just because it's not like an automatic, oh, this is how I feel, because sometimes I'll have to think through it a bunch, mm-hmm. and uh, for instance, me and Eleanor, I love Eleanor with my entire soul, um, we had a conversation the other day because of some stuff that had happened, and that's... Honestly, it's our personal stuff, but I guess the biggest thing about that was miscommunication on my part and on hers, and we both talked about it, and it was a really good conversation, but the bottom line was I didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. in my own head, and so I wasn't able to express it in a way that was productive at all, mm-hmm. and so... I just think, again, what you just said, it's so important in friendships, roommate relationships, like relationships with your partner, relationships with your parents. That's a whole different thing. Another podcast episode. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. But, um, oh, this was, I was, this is totally a 
topic change a little bit, but I was going to ask y'all, what age did you think you were going to get married? Like, when you were a little girl. 26. 24. I thought I was going to be married at 22 with <laughs> oh one boy, one girl. Oh, my and God. <laughs> I was going to have a really cool tree house. That was my, I wrote it down. Tree house house <laughs> with a um, hot tub. We better get on that. We never had a hot tub or pool. That's the dream. But uh, you could see me living in a treehouse house. Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Emma just mouthed someone's name. (laughs) An ex-lover. An (laughs) ex-lover. Who knows? You promised her that exact dream. Well, no, yeah, this one guy. um, (laughs) We were at my house, and he goes... I'll sell my farm for you. Oh my god. <laughs> Just pick out any piece of land that you want, however big, I don't care. I'll, I'll buy it. I'll sell oh. my farm. I'll sell my family's farm for you and I'll buy it. Which you can't do that. It supports the entire family. But, um, I'll, like, I'll build you a treehouse. And then, yes. And then he goes, and we'll live happily ever after. And this was In not sober. House? This was not sober. <laughs> but, um, it was still sweet nonetheless. And it was, it was fun. But, um, yeah, I think. I think it's so funny to look back and think about what I thought was real life, especially, like, being in private school and having 15 girls around me for the first eight mm-hmm. years of my, you know, formative yeah. childhood. And I think it brought me to an interesting point where I just had this weird, unrealistic expectation of... What well, life was going to be. I should backtrack. I did, but I didn't because of the divorce thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I, the divorce thing. Oh, it was so traumatic. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> sorry, that's not funny. Um, <laughs> um, either way, I do think it's really interesting to look back on because, uh, my view on relationships has been such a interesting I don't even know, dynamic, mm-hmm. uh, situation. It's complex. Very complex, I think. It got layers. Like an onion. Like an onion. <laughs> Call me Shrek. <laughs> I'm talking. Um, but, yeah. uh, also yeah. side note, humor is a great coping mechanism. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone kind of goes into college with different relationship expectations and different relationship views, and then it's, like mm-hmm. you said in the beginning kind of to like wrap it up I guess that who you surround yourself with really helps oh it's so vital build Mm -hmm. those layers into your relationship views like you said oh my god yeah I I was surrounded by people like freshman sophomore year that I they were great people but we just didn't click on a certain level and Mm -hmm. it was really stressful to me because I always like I they all seemed to be clicking with each other and then I would be there and I was like what is wrong with me why why am I not connecting the way they are like I feel like I'm not as, like, I don't have as much in common, or it's not even that, it was more of just, like, I felt so different, and I felt like it was my fault, like, I felt like like, I wasn't good enough, I wasn't, yeah, but it's, it's, but then I found all y'all, and I was like, oh, there are people like me, I just had to find them, (laughs) and I think, yeah, like, you're saying, just to wrap it up, I think the people that you surround yourself with, it might seem hard to find them, but I think that is the best way to like, have a good support system so that you can improve on your mental health in whatever way you want to, and so that you have a good basis for, like, what a good relationship 
or enjoy, like enjoyable, healthy, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, looks like, even on a friendship level, because that can just translate into bigger and better things. That's a great note to end it on, I think. Yeah. All right. Thank you.